For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of worth. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating tonight? There's a lot to celebrate. It's the beginning of a new week, and it's all in front of us, and it's all up to you with what you decide to do with it. Today is National Listening Day. Listen to your soul. Listen to the sounds around you. Listen to your neighbors. Listen to our guest tonight. I'm very excited because tonight we have Denny Bonet, and I have been listening to her music all day long. And I listened uh, to my dear friend, Erin Kellev, who suggested her uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's going to be appearing at Erin's brother's uh, new restaurant uh, in New Jersey in uh, just a couple of nights on Wednesday night. We're going to be talking about that in just a few moments. She is truly one in a million, and I'm about to prove that. Uh, here she is, and on the other side of this, you will meet her. I am so excited tonight. Denny Bonet is our guest tonight. Everyone, you're in for a real treat. Here she is. Oh, 
Well, maybe at the end of this show, you will be my type. Okay, then. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this so much. I am so happy that you're here tonight. Uh, we almost thought that you would not be here tonight. Uh, I almost thought. I, I was almost uh, wondering if the spectrum was going to let me have it with a terrible storms this afternoon and the power was... Uh, well, we had power. I just didn't have internet for a couple hours. So I was like, kept trying and trying. So, but you are here. And I am so thrilled. Aaron is watching. And Aaron, please, uh, please, please, in the comments, put the information about your brother's restaurant because we want to get everyone there on Wednesday night. Um, I begin all of my shows by asking, who or what are you celebrating tonight? I am celebrating in a big way that this past week, and I did not know you were going to ask me this, but I've got to tell you, I am seriously, Richard, I'm celebrating that I released a new single this week um, on Tuesday, and it's up on uh, Spotify and everywhere you listen to music. It's iTunes and everywhere, and I have links to, to that. But um, it's a new song called Why Not You, and you know, basically good things have to happen to somebody. So why not you? I'm really hoping that I could sell it to maybe like the New York State Lottery or something. And then why not me? <laughs> and then I can help pay for the record that I'm finishing. So, Well, maybe I'll get a new theme song. Why not you? <laughs> why not you? I love this. So I also start the shows with a surprise question. It's so surprised, in fact, that I haven't even looked at it. And the surprise question for you tonight is, would you rather be the funniest or smartest person in the room? And something tells me that you're both. <laughs> well, I would think that if you were the smartest person in the room, then you would also have enough smarts to be the funniest person in the room. So it's a win-win. Is that a cop-out answer? No, it's not. I think it's a great answer. And, uh, and we're going to talk about the road that led you to wherever you are in terms of being the smartest or the funniest person. And the other question that I ask, and it's, it's called a pay it forward question or a statement. Okay. Uh, with this, uh, okay, I want you to, after tonight's show, that you will share this with someone that you feel needs to get the message that we're going to give tonight, which is positivity because that's what I'm all about. I'm and perhaps, even though we're going to give away one of your uh, CDs tonight, that you will also pay it forward and give it to someone else in addition to the person we're giving it to tonight. Absolutely. That's I'd be great. more than happy to. So it's all I, about I have, I have uh, five concerts this week, so I have plenty of opportunity to give it. That's great. Now, before the show started tonight, I asked for a photograph of you at five years of age. And oh thank you. You sent it. And there's a reason for that. And I love this photograph so much. Um, because the, to me, the five-year-old self is the purest self. It's before life begins to tell you who you should or should not be. And I look at this face and it's so innocent. <laughs> Not that you're not still innocent. Oh, I am totally innocent. <laughs> yes. But I'd like you to tell us a little bit about who this little girl is, uh, what you remember about the circumstances of this photograph, oh, and know. everything you can tell us about her. Well, that was actually, I, I was a little 
child model. So that was a, a modeling picture. Um, and that was, uh, <laughs> I don't know, for some reason they dressed me up like Heidi. So I, I can't exactly tell you that that was like a look. I wore those braids now and then. My mother would put me in braids like that. But um, yeah, so, um, but I do know in answer to your question about what was going through my head at the age of five, um, besides smile for the camera, um, <laughs> I think I very much wanted, I had, I had these, these dreams because when I was very little, I was one of these little kids who played, um, you know, the Rachmaninoff piano concerto when I was eight. And when I was four and five, I was playing the piano. So piano was my main instrument till, um, till I got to like fifth grade. And I, I had these, these fantasies of, I'd be playing the piano, like, and I actually would do this. I'd be playing the piano, practicing whatever in the, in the, in the living room. And, and I always dreamt that someone would knock on the door and it would be Mr. Big, Mr. You know, whoever, who is going to say, you little kid, you're going to Carnegie Hall, you're going to be a star, you know, and, and, this was before I got involved. I was involved in theater through school, through my grade school and, and high school and president of the drama club, president of the thespians. You know, I was I was all of that. But, you know, the music thing, I just every time I would play, I would fantasize of being on a big stage somewhere. And um, it started back then. <laughs> so if any Mr. Big is listening right now, you know, it's, it's never too late. Bring it on. They're all there. And there's another photograph here as well, because we've got two uh, tonight. Uh, look at this. <laughs> I love this photograph. I thought you would. <laughs> uh, uh, just uh, uh, the world. Not a clue. World. Not a clue what I was thinking. I just, I looked at a ham. I was a ham then. I'm a ham now. You know? I love this. Uh, well. Uh, it's a nice look, though. Don't you think I should maybe go for that? I think it's a great look. And, and you obviously you have, obviously, with the video that we saw. And we're going to see another video later on tonight, so everyone stick around. Uh, you have a sense of color, a sense of style. Uh, and the phrase that I chose tonight, I choose a word or a phrase every day, is being the best. Um, what does being the best mean to you? Not only on stage, but off stage as well. That is such a good question. Um, because I... <laughs> I'm kind of a perfectionist and I'm a workaholic and I'm constantly striving to, to be the best at whatever, at whatever I'm trying to do. Uh, we always have a joke. That's you up there. I love what you're trying to do. But um, <laughs> I, I think for me personally, I had to really examine that, that question um, along the way here, because to me, I know it sounds really goofy, but I'd like to think that being the best is that I'm succeeding in reaching other people and that I'm succeeding in my music and what I'm trying to do with my music is helping people to be happy because I've never been the kind of musician that stares down at my feet going, oh, I'm so miserable. I'm going to write a miserable song because I'm so miserable. You know, if I'm not feeling happy, I write a happy song and I try to get get myself out of it. So being the best for me is 
to accomplish reaching other people. I'm glad you said that. Um, I'm going to bring up a point that I've said before on this show. Uh, I was fortunate enough uh, to call Carol Channing a friend. And she said, in this world, there are entertainers and there are performers. Uh, An entertainer is focused on the audience. A performer is focused on themselves. And obviously, you are an entertainer. You went right for it's about reaching that audience. It's about reaching them. Uh, has that always been there for you? Uh, and you mentioned earlier uh, of having these dreams. You were playing Rachmaninoff uh, when you were four years old. And, and I was good. I was really good. You, of course you were. Uh, but do you believe in predestiny? Do you believe that you were destined for this business? I totally believe it. I I have no idea why I can do what I can do. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I do know that, you know, there are people that work really hard, uh, practice and practice and practice to get to a certain point. And then there are those who find it easier and can slack a little more. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've always found it easy. I've always found it very, very easy to to learn pages and pages and pages of music you know i find it a lot easier to learn i'm terrible at scrabble let me tell you scrabble i sing (laughs) but but music no problem (laughs) now did you grow up in a musical household i did um my mother played the violin uh when she was growing up and my mother only I, uh, I wish I could give you this picture of her because she's she was she was a hoot. Uh, she's no longer with us, and neither is my dad. But but my um, my mother um, would only pull out the violin when I would come to visit, and I had a little Jewish mother, Lenore. And you know my fans they know they know all about the Lenore stories about my mother. You know who was a character in a big way. You know my my mother was. My best audience, she loved it. When I got, I, I was in Cindy Lauper's band for a couple of years and toured all over the world with her. And my mother would tell anybody, my daughter is playing with Cindy Lauper. <laughs> it's not Lauper, it's Lauper. And Lauper. Then, and Lauper. My, mother, my mother sat on a tour bus. <laughs> my mother sat on a tour bus with the whole band and Cindy was sitting straight across from us. And my mother's staring at her and I'm like, Ma, cut it out. Quit staring. She goes, she's got beautiful skin. And I'm like, that's nice, Mom. Shut up. And so that's it. Cindy, you have beautiful skin. And my and Cindy's like, well, thank you, Lenore. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, so my mother, my mother had the had the violin. And my father, I did not know until I was like in college that my father played the harmonica. Like, you know, when he was young, he played like in harmonica bands and things. And one day I was home and someone gave me a chromatic harmonica, not even a, you know, but a chromatic that goes on the side, right? And he picks it up and he starts playing it like, like really like Toots Thielman. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but my father played piano and he would always play the melody in the left hand. So it was like, and, um, you know, so 
Yeah, we and so when I was growing up, you know, I would I would play piano and mother play the violin and my dad would be doing something. You just know. answered my next question. I was gonna ask if you had jam set sessions in your home. They were special, yes. <laughs> Well, it sounds incredible. So you start out with the piano. When did the transition happen to the violin for you? Uh, well, <laughs> when I was in fifth grade, they offered strings in the school. We moved from New Jersey to Northern Virginia. And um, when I was in fourth grade, still in New Jersey, I took up the flute. So my life could have been completely different if we'd stayed here. I'd be like, Whatever, you know, mm -hmm. whatever side we hold that on. Yes, you right. know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, if uh, but we got there and what happened was I stole the violin from under my mother's bed and she didn't know because she never played it. So I took it to school and the teacher thought I knew what I was doing because I showed up with a violin that was pretty good, you know, pretty nice violin. So the teacher said to me, you know, basically. Why don't you help everybody tune their instruments? And so I'm winging it and okay, I'll tune my instrument. No problem. And then, and, um, then I told my parents when it was time for the first concert, I'd sit in first chair of the junior high school orchestra, even though I was in fifth grade. So um, it came very easy to me. My parents then got me teachers and they were super supportive all, all along. So, I have a question from one of our guests, Danielle, uh, who is like my spiritual guide. I'm going to put that out there. And she wants to know why you chose the color blue for the violin, uh, because she considers blue a very special color. Oh, well, um, I had an endorsement from Barkus Berry from a violin company. And... Um, I actually, I'm trying to think if I had the blue violin first. I think I did. I think I'd already picked it out because it was pretty and I was very attracted to it. And then they ended up giving me a green one, a purple one, a white one, a black one. I've got, you open up my closet and it's like, it all falls out on your head. But, um, but my blue one, which is right here. Hold on. Oh, yeah, my baby. Wow. And that's gorgeous. That's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, um, yeah, so the blue violin, um, just, there's something magical about this instrument. I, I actually have a, a spare blue violin, which we, we gutted it and put in our own electronics. So it's got all kinds of, you know, they don't come with all this magic. So, um, we made it more, we made it more magical and, um, you know, which is why that my USB drive, see? My little mini USB. Oh my God, I love that. Ooh, see? Come in. Did you have these custom made? Oh, yeah. I told you I'm an overachiever. Yeah, I love this. Now, um, we, I have a question from Frances Shea, but before I get to her question, I have a question because you said you moved to Virginia. Mm -hmm. And so you can set the record straight for everybody. There's the violin and there's the fiddle. And you could have, yes. Uh, you ready? Yeah. I'll do yeah. my demonstration. Okay. This is a violin. That is a fiddle. It's just the way you play it. Right. It's so, just the way you play it. Um, and Francis is asking, have you ever played the violin as a fiddle? So I'm sure you can answer <laughs> that question for her. <laughs> yeah. And as, as a matter of fact, um, 
I did, uh, I had my summer jobs in college, you know, they, I'm sure a lot of your listeners were somehow involved with um, live entertainment in amusement parks. And I did um, one summer in Sandusky, Ohio. They came around to our school and, you know, and auditioned us and I got, I got part um, as Denny Sue in mountain music for an entire summer playing bluegrass. Um, and it was great because that particular group was myself. Um, this guy named Doug, who was a theater major, and he knew, you know, he sang like, you fill up my senses. I'm like, that's not a bluegrass song. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, you know, I know all those songs, you know, thank God I'm a country boy. Oh, sure. Okay. And then, um, and then we had a guy named Rod who played banjo and he was from Nashville. He was the real deal. So he taught us all the songs, you know, and we were spastic absolutely spastic we i'd stand in the middle and i'd sing rolling in my sweet baby's arms rolling in my sweet baby's arms and then we'd play and then i'd go over there he'd go over here he'd be in the middle and it was 15 minutes on 15 minutes off it was crazy and um i shared a dressing room with a magician's um pigeon that he painted green occasionally and it was just nuts a rabbit we had had it all so um and then I got a job uh, my senior year, the summer before my senior year, playing at uh, Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, I know it well. I know where uh, it is. Yes. It was a thousand degrees in the shade. And we'd do a 15-minute show, take a half hour. No, we did a half hour show, take a half hour break there. And um, and how many shows a day? Tell them that. There was, I think, six, seven shows, something like that. It, but it was so hot. And my my outfit was designed in the summer. I mean, in the winter. And it was made out of denim. And it was so thick that it would stand up by itself. <laughs> and so I went, to, I went to the live entertainment, to the, the costuming. And I said, there is no way in hell I'm going to wear this all summer long. I will die. I can't, I, I, you know. So they gave me a costume from one of the shows. I played at the Canadian Palladium all summer long. And... They gave me um, a gingham dress that had been one of the other Canadian Palladium shows the year before, which had so much gingham on it that seriously, you could have had picnics for everybody in, in the state of New York from the gingham and, you know, picnic tables because it was just crazy. So, um, so that yeah, was, I can imagine lots of crinoline and no, we didn't have a crinoline. They had so much. No, it had so much material that it still stood out because it was like seriously. I, I'm telling you, it had 50 layers of gingham down to the ground. You know, so um, yeah, we had we had the Broadway bluegrass people. You know, we had <laughs> we had it all. Now, one of my guests, Davis Gaines, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Broadway actor, he was one of the Phantoms. Uh, he said, being in this business is like being in the midst of a pinball machine. He said, you go into this business with a game plan, and then all of a sudden you're bandied around by the people you meet, the circumstances that happen. You've had this incredible career. Uh, if we were to just list the people that you've worked with, and as I like to say, the people who have worked with you. Oh, but of course. Um, we can, we'll be here all night long. But, oh, go ahead. <laughs> but did you uh, map out a game plan for yourself? Or 
did it just happen from circumstances and the people that you met along the along the way? Honestly and truly, I have to say it was along the way. Um, you know, I've been really, really, really lucky um, because I I ended up going to school in West Virginia, of all places, at West West Virginia University. Thus, the fiddle. Um, but um, I had a a conductor in my high school orchestra who had gone to West Virginia University. And so for her, I was like her little prize. And she literally drove me to West Virginia for the auditions. Um, so, you know, myself, it was like, it was crazy. She, she took me there and she was also a partier. She got in a lot of trouble later, but <laughs> it was like, let's go to West Virginia. We drank our way, you know, our way across the state. It was great. But anyway, um, for me then anyway, because I was young and crazy. Now I'm older and crazy, but um, anyway, I went, um, you know, got ended up, they, I got a scholarship. They basically paid my way to go to school, which was great. And then right out of college, I ended up in a Texas swing rock and roll band. And so went a little bit, you know, playing, rocking out a little bit more, you know, and, um, and then right from there, right from college, I ended up on mountain stage on public radio, which through there I met R.E.M. and Sarah McLaughlin and a lot of, I mean, all these people came on the show and I ended up playing with them and I ended up getting asked by uh, someone named Suzanne Radigan, who at the time had a, she had a giant record deal. And um, she asked me if I wanted to tour Europe and I'm like, yeah, bye. So, you know, I, <laughs> it was after quite a few years, but I left and, and did that. And then you consider that your first big break. I mean, with some people, it, it's interesting because uh, breaks in this business uh, are a matter of personal perception. From the outside eye, some people may consider that a big break for you. But from your own perspective, you may think this was the actual uh, stepping stone that got me to where I wanted to go. What do you consider that first big break for you that you feel catapulted you on the path that you're currently on? I, I very much have to say it was Mountain Stage because that was my first because, you know, I... I wanted to drop out of school and go into the theater. And my parents were very much like, you do that. You do it on your own. You'll lose your scholarship. And, you know, but I, I actually, I auditioned for three penny opera in college and got a part and couldn't take it because they wouldn't let me out of orchestra. Thank you. Very mm -hmm. much. And, you know, I was like, hey, you're but, um, but I did it. I, I listened to my dad who said you could be, you know, you could go back to theater, but you can't go back to, playing music like you do the practicing and and getting your so-called chops up as they say and um you know he was right he, he was right about that because what i do now is total theater i i, I get to do it all so you know and you're, and you're in control what's that you were director producer you create your own theater now i do um, yeah, I just actually, I'm also a videographer too. I just finished doing a, a new video for the, the, the new single. Um, yeah, we've, we've all had to learn how to wear many hats, many, many hats. But um, yeah, I would say Mountain Stage because that show went national and it's on all over the world. So, you know, I did that until I finally got to the point where I said, I'm ready for my next stepping stone, Mr. DeMille. So yeah. <laughs> um, and at that point, I left, went on that tour, and lived um, 
lived in England for a little bit, and then came finally came to New York because I, I I always wanted to live in New York. I, I always had the dream to live in New York. So even when I was living in West Virginia, we had a band also um, that kind of resembled the Mountain Stage Band, the same players, but we went out and played a lot of concerts and a lot of original music, and it was it was great. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful time. But um, you know, I came here. I had a manager, and um, you know, started putting out records. And uh, from there, I've just, you know, I I just every time I think, okay, what can happen now? Why am I doing this? Something else wonderful happens, and I just have to keep believing it. You know, another big thing was. Um, Five years ago, I was asked to play Carnegie Hall, and I've done it four times now to sold out crowds at Carnegie Hall. So um, we were supposed to do it last year, unfortunately, because they they thought, you know, they skipped a couple of years. It was, so I guess it was more than five years ago, um, 2017, the first time I did it. And then we skipped a couple for the plague. And then we were going to do it last this past year, and they decided to wait one more year. So I'm hoping, 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 hoping that um, I get that they decide to do it this year. So, and then I get to wear another gown. I have been very, very fortunate that I've had the chance to perform on the stage of Carnegie Hall. I know what that experience was like for me. Can you t describe the first time that you walked on stage at Carnegie Hall and what that experience was like for you? The first time I played was not with my band. And it was with somebody else. And um, we're not going to talk about him right now because it was, uh, it was another, it was a thing, but it was, um, it was, a, it was a rock band. And I was, I was the soloist, you know, I was out there in a black leather mini skirt and go-go boots and strutted across that stage. Like there was no tomorrow. It was just, it was a rush. And, but what was even bigger rush was during the sound check, um, there wasn't anyone around and I got to stand on the stage and just improvise and, and, and play. And it was like, I looked up and I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. Hall. <laughs> and you realize the majesty of every famous person that stood on that very same spot. Yeah. Especially when you go backstage and you look at the walls backstage and all the pictures backstage. I know. It's, it's a rush. It's a total rush. I want to go back to that moment when you went to Europe. And that was that was that your first time out of the country? Was that my first time? Actually, that was my first time. Was that my no, no, it wasn't my, my first time. First time I'd gone out of the country was um with a previous life. <laughs> I've had a few lives, I'm like a cat. Um, but it was like when my first life. And um, I was married to somebody in, uh, who was also a musician. And we went and basically busked, busked, I can say it. We busked our way across France. And uh, you want to explain what that means for those who may not understand what busking is? Played music on the street for right. for change. Yes. And, you know, I remember like I was doing like all of me. Why not take all of me? You know, he's playing guitar and, and I play violin. And we were just, but we, we had enough money for the trip. 
we just did it for the love of music and for the love of let's see if we could get more money. So <laughs> it's kind of addictive. So we um we we ended up with bags and bags of coins. And I remember going to the Musée um, d'Orsay. <laughs> we had like a bucket of coins and got to the window because, you know, you have to actually make an appointment to go to a bank to change it into real money. But we hadn't done that. So we just took this money and went <laughs> and dumped it. And they were like, you can see they're like <laughs> counting it off going, oh, crazy Americans, we hate you, you know, but um, we got to go in a couple times with our chain. Now, do you like being on the road? I love being on the road. I'd be on the road all the time, except for the time that I want to come home. So the, the beauty of being on the road is you get to come back and appreciate your home and your life and your friends and family and, you know, um, and seeing the world. I mean, I played, um, I've played in Ireland quite a few times recently. I have a, a woman who was booking me in Belgium. I just got a new booking agent in, um, in, out of France, but we're talking about next year, uh, the beginning of next year, going all over Europe again. So yeah, if I like, you know, frequent flyer points are great. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I love it. <laughs> now you are pretty much freelancing right now. You're doing your own thing, but are you still working with other bands as well? I, I am. I just, guess who I just played with? Um, last month, I got a call on like Thursday to play the following week with Little Anthony and the Imperials. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It was so It was so much fun. I mean, I, I, I worked really hard, I have to tell you, because I had a lot of music to learn in a short amount of time. Um, but, um, you know, tears on my pillow. And, you know, it was just... He does a version of All By Myself that was just, I mean, he, he he still has an incredible voice. So he actually offered me on the spot, offered me another another show um, in August, which I couldn't do because I already have another show, but hopefully they'll ask me to do some more. Well, that's always a nice place to be, Denny. Yeah, no, I'm not complaining. I am not <laughs> complaining at all. You know, my dance card is getting pretty full. Like I said, I've got, you know, I do a lot of, um, lately we do a lot of library gigs. Um, you know, and at first it was kind of like, I'm doing a library, you know, but now I, I love them because it's an audience of people who are there to hear music mm -hmm. and people right now who are so happy to have live music. It's free. We're playing in Westfield, New Jersey tomorrow at the Westfield Memorial Library at seven o'clock. Um, I'm playing Goshen, 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 Goshen. I'm playing Goshen on Saturday afternoon at two. And then I have another show on Saturday night and um, doing something else. Well, the Wednesday, Aaron, Aaron's, Aaron's brother's place. That was supposed to be a festival that unfortunately didn't happen. And Aaron asked me if I'd want to play play at the uh, sidebar. And I said, yes, let's do it. So um, I got more on another library next week, um, Tuckahoe. Uh, we're playing the Tuckahoe Library next week. And then um, I'm playing Carnegie Hall, West Virginia. And um, it's one of the four Carnegie Halls. It's a gorgeous hall. That's in November. 
uh, Cafe Nine in New Haven. I've got so my my website has everything on there, all the whole list. And I play with a really dear friend of mine, an amazing, amazing guitarist um, named Chris Flynn, who also sings. And the two of us are friggin' adorable. Yes, we are. So, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of stuff, mostly as a duo, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Chris um, Chris played baseball for Notre Dame, and and so he's baseball, guitar. See, he's got both sides. <laughs> now, are you able to take your baby on the road with you? Uh, my my baby, oh, she's asleep over there. I'd have to climb over to get her. Uh, but uh, I'll her in the video for just a brief moment. Yeah. Um, no, actually... Uh, She's happier at home. She's, you know, it's, I, I'm not one of those people that I, it's like, it's like, here, stay home, stay home with dad. <laughs> well, I'm going to show another uh, video and then we're going to come back and we're going to do some wind down questions. I mean, I, I mean, I, I am in love with you. I am, uh, you are. Are we going to hang out? Uh, we're going to hang out, uh, but hold on for just a moment. Cheers I've got that. another, I've got another clip. So here we are.
just wow. That's all I can say is wow. Uh, did you do all the editing for this as well? No, no, not at all. Um, uh, Anana K. It's A-N-A-N-A, A-N-A-N-A, Anana, Nana K, who is a great singer-songwriter herself um, and just a, a genius when it comes to, to video. They filmed it, too, and everything. So that one, um, yeah. And I want to mention also, I got to tell you, uh, three weeks ago, I got to play uh, with the Symphonic Pops of Long Island, and I've played now with um i've soloed with a few symphonies and um i we did not we we did that song that's been orchestrated for full symphony um we did that one last time we uh but the orchestration is is amazing i i wrote that song with um uh oh my god <laughs> i am so blanking okay i'm sorry i'll think of it in a second um steve kabori sorry steve I'm just in Jamaica. I've got lights on me. They're hot. Um, We've written tons of stuff together. But Steve Kabori uh, plays piano and has worked with uh, Cindy Cindy Lauper for years. And so we wrote that song together. And we've got, and I just finished this, basically finished the whole album. But I'm going to release them like one song at a time. So (laughs) it'll be a while before they'll, I got to milk it for all it's worth. So I've written a couple of songs on the, the, the new New album with Steve. Well, that's um, great. The comments are wow, magnificent, powerful. Oh, so thank you. Th- thank there you. you have it. So we're going to do some wind down questions, and I'm going to add. Relax. Uh, uh, I'm going to, so I'm going to add this being the best, which you are, and this is just to, some fun questions to give us a sense a little bit more about you. And the first question is, what is the best ritual of your daily life? Walking the dog. My husband's in the other room laughing right now, going, no way. I do love to walk the dog. You know, you know no, I mean, that is a beautiful ritual. You know, you get up and she looks at me and she goes, I love you. Lick, 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 lick. Take me out, you know. So and at the end, we'll bring both of our dogs on for a, 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 a goodbye at the end of, at the, end of the show. Okay. Um, what do you consider the best prize that you've won in this business? The best prize? Um, I would have to say that being asked back again and again to play Carnegie Hall. I know I keep coming back to that, but, no, you know. It's that's a prize. <laughs> oh, no, that's a prize. I, and I, I know, you know, I know I could sit there and, and get philosophical and say, you know, um, that there is that. That's the, but also when somebody comes up to me and says, you know, I was sad and now I'm happy, <laughs> you know, or, you know, I, 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 I had, um, I used to play quite a bit for Hearts and Voices, um, which was the music industry fights AIDS. And we would go into facilities and, you know, I would actually play the track and do it myself because I felt like my karma doesn't necessarily have to mean someone else's karma. Karma. I need, I need accompaniment. So um, I had someone afterward tell me after a concert, pull me aside and say, thank you for, you know, for that one hour, I forgot I had it. 
and I just went outside and lost it. So that was a prize. That well, was my a friend Doug just wrote, this hour is such a lift. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, do you, uh, my next question, do you meditate? I do. I um, Sometimes I'm better with it than others. Um, I will go months and months and, and I, I wish I could say I meditate every morning. When I do meditate, I feel great. And, um, and I do yoga. Um, I've been a little off of it the past couple of months only because I've been trying to get this single and done and everything. And I get so wrapped up in work and I got to get back to my meditation because I'm sure my meditation teachers are listening right now. Right, Jen? Um, so I will meditate again. Well, uh, my friend Danielle, as I said, my spiritual uh, soulmate, uh, she says your gnome behind you meditates. Yes, my gnome does meditate. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me laugh at the same time, which is a good thing. Um, well, my next question, you pretty much have told us tonight. Uh, what are you currently working on? What's next? Tell us something that you're working on or what's next that you haven't mentioned tonight. Uh, that's a very good question. It's really the, I'm working on a, another video. I just have to tell you, um, because it's going to be coming out in, in about a month. Um, when, before the pandemic, I was a, uh, <laughs> I was an arts envoy for the U S government and they sent me to Zanzibar for a month. Wow. And it was amazing. And basically I went to a music school and taught violin and songwriting and rock and roll for a month in Zanzibar. And they gave me an apartment. I learned how to barter for tomatoes. Um, if I wanted to eat a tomato, I'd have to go. I am not, duh, duh, duh. you know, <laughs> I do this in the market. This a lot. It worked. Um, how much for the egg? Um, <laughs> but um I ended up going back on my own the following year. I did I did a concert for the uh, the uh, Dar es Salaam for the U.S. Embassy there, and I was working with a young rock band. When I say young, I'm talking like uh, young twenties, and they were phenomenal musicians. These guys were outrageously good musicians, and I wanted them on my record, darn it. So I went back the following year on my own and took them in the recording studio. And I had no idea what I was going to do with them. We just basically, um, I, I give them a chord progression. They would play it. They'd play a little of their own stuff and whatever. And I brought back like hours of jamming and myself and um, a producer and my engineer, the three of us went in and cut it all together. And I put it into a song and I wrote words and so they're playing on the record and the song is called all around the world music is love. And I got a bunch of friends of mine who are pretty famous to, we did, we ended up doing everything remotely because we didn't have a choice. And um, people sent me their, they sang the chorus and there's a big choir at the end. And um, it's, it's great. I mean, it's got the African singers on it and, you know, I'm singing there. It's, it's, it's great. It's it's and it, it's it's timely, so I'm finishing the video for that. But uh, the 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 track is finished, so that'll come out first. So that is a biggie. I want that to come out and do something. I cannot wait. 
I cannot wait to hear that. And uh, Danielle has a comment. Uh, she says, meditation doesn't have to be serious. Walking can be meditation. Walking your dog is meditation. Uh, music can be meditation too. Uh, I'm sure there are people who reach a meditative state through your music. And uh, that's true. So I do. I do. When, I, when I'm performing, I sometimes I, there's a couple songs that we play that I basically will even tell the audience, I'm, I'm shutting my eyes. I want you to do the same. And we're going to go someplace together. And I channel. And it's, you know, it's it's beautiful. And actually, that's the one that one song you can hear. It, there's a, a beautiful video that Inanna did um, called Palisades. So do a search for me, Palisades, and you'll see the video. Absolutely. And meditate. Well, who is the person most similar to you in the business? <laughs> oh, Carol Channing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> is there any question? Well, I will say that you have the same spark, so that's absolutely true. Um, I don't know. Um, no, I, I will take that. I love that, that that's a good answer. I want to take that. I, I, I'll go with that. I love Carol Channing. Yes. Um, who is the most interesting person that you feel that you've uh, ever met in this business? And I know you've met so many, and it's hard to pinpoint one, but someone that you met that exceeded your expectations of who they were all about. Michelle Obama. Um, Barack Obama. The Obamas. <laughs> um, yeah, I got the, I was honored to get to ask to, to play the White House um, for them. And I, uh, we were, our, our reward for playing was, I did it with uh, an Irish musician named Mundy, who I love and adore. And, um, after we played, uh, we got down off stage and met Joe Biden, who put his hand out. You know, we talked to him for a while. And and then we were told to go to the reception and hang out. And then at some point, they went like this to my shoulder and said, come on in. So I met um, first. I, we thought we were going to meet them together. And we actually uh, met Barack. I'm on a first name basis. OK. And um, <laughs> they had us sort of standing in our spots. And he said something that I thought was so wonderful. We talked. We chatted for like eight or nine minutes. And, uh, you know, us, it could have been 20 minutes. could have been two minutes. I don't know. But I think it was about eight or nine. And we talked to him for a while. And he basically said, well, I would love to sit here and talk to you guys for a while, for a while longer. But if I don't wrap it up, I'm not going to have time to see my girls tonight. Wow. And I just, my heart went, oh, that is so sweet. And it was genuine. He wasn't just saying it. I could tell. So then we went out, you know, we said goodbye. We shook hands, you know, had our picture taken. And then we went out and, um, and then Michelle Obama walks up to me and gave me a bear hug and said, I love the performance. And I'm just like, and, and she was, you talk about, you know, exuding warmth and, and, and it was just, it, I, by this point, I was so overwhelmed. And, you know, we talked to her for a few minutes. And then I went out. We said goodbye. We went out. And I was standing in the hallway. And someone came up to me to say that they enjoyed the performance. And I burst into tears and said, I can't. <laughs> I just, you know, I was so moved. That is, what, a, what an incredible story. And that's exactly how I picture both of them. They were amazing. It was amazing. 
That is wonderful. Um, what are your expectations and desires for the rest of this year? Well, the rest of this year is, like I said, my dance card is getting full. Um, I've got a lot of concerts. I mean, I just want to continue to, to you know, release the singles and uh, get to the end of the year um, and play live. I've got, you know, go out, play live. Um, I'm really hoping that uh, I get to go somewhere fun over either. Last year we went to Portugal. Mm. Over, my husband and I went to Portugal over uh, Thanksgiving. So we might go someplace fun. I'm going to California next week to see um, my stepkids and that's going to be fun. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just enjoy life. What can I say? I just want to enjoy. I just want to, I just want to not get bogged down with all the crap that's going on in the world right now. Not to say you should ignore it. Please don't ignore it, but take time for yourself to find yourself and to be happy because there still is happiness that you can find in this world. And that's what we have to do is we have to be there for each other to find that and to be kind. I know you, we keep seeing it. I see t-shirts, be kind, you know, but it's true. You have to be kind. You have to be nice. Absolutely. Uh, question from Danielle. Uh, when does the new Why Not Me si uh, single release? Well, first of all, you got to know it's Why Not You. Um, you know, Why Not You. Why Not You. It's released. That one came out on Tuesday. So Why Not You. Um, go to Spotify. If you have Spotify, go to Spotify. Please go to Spotify because uh, we're trying to get the numbers up on Spotify. Um, and even if you don't have it, just get it. Listen to the song. Press like, and I'll love you forever. Follow me there if you have Spotify. But it's available everywhere. It's available on my website. It's available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, everywhere. You can get it anywhere. It's Wonderful. there. Um, and, and, I and I think I know the answer to this next question, uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, do you practice gratitude? And if so, name four things that you are grateful for today. Today? Yes. Um, this is going to sound dippy, but I'm grateful for you Aww. because I feel like I got a new friend. Because I, I, th I think so too. I we've been hanging. So. We've been hanging this past few days. Yes. yes. <laughs> so Thank you, you, Aaron. I'm grateful for Aaron. Oh, me too. Me too, in a big way. Um. So, can I have more than four? Because I'm really grateful for lots yes, of things. I'm grateful uh, for. My husband, who has uh, been so supportive and puts up with me on a daily basis, and he's in there going, oh, really? But seriously, um, thank you, Andy. Um, and I am grateful that um, when I was out earlier and between rainstorms, um, I got to just say hello to other people who were walking dogs between rainstorms and you know, I, I, I was just happy that I live in a, a nice neighborhood and have a good view. And then I can look at the water every day. And yeah, that's a lot. I'm grateful for a lot. That's wonderful. And this is my last question for you. Uh, what would be most like to be, uh, what would you most like to be remembered for after you pass on many, many, many years from now, of course, but what do you want to be remembered for? 
I would like to be remembered for <laughs> oh, without sounding, I just want to remember be re remembered for having made people feel joyful, feel joy. Well, you've done that tonight. I'll tell you that. Uh, and uh, I, like I said, I've been listening to your music all day, and it's just incredible. We're going to give away. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, being the best, and I think uh, that. Uh, for some reason, there must be some glitch tonight in the internet because I am seeing here. Am I seeing that only one person responded with being the best? Uh oh, maybe only one person wants it. No, uh, no, I'm seeing here that more than one person has responded, but I think that there seems to be a glitch here. I'll find a way to. You find a way. I don't. Uh, I don't understand. And, and get me an address because otherwise I have no idea how to get it to them. So. Um, I will do a drawing and get it. Uh, get it to you because for some reason, I see that other people have put in being the best, uh, but for some reason, uh, it didn't register tonight. I think there must be some problem with the internet. Anything. We'll find a way. Uh, to get the music out to as many people as possible. Can, can, I, can I leave you with a very funny little story? Oh, yes, of course. So there's these things called mixed tiles. And I don't know if people have seen them. I love them. I put them all over the house because they're fun. And it's basically, you know, you take a picture, you, you send it to them, and they send you these tiles with the picture on it. And um, Andy, my husband wanted to have copies of like all of my CDs so that he could put them, you know, by his workspace. And one of my CDs is called It's All Good because it's all good. And this is the only time that Mixed Tiles messed up and it came out. I don't know if you could see it. It's all goo. It's all goo? It's all goo. The, the D cut off. And the, the T, so it's Denny Bone, it's all goo. But that makes me laugh. But, uh, but remember, uh, yeah. it's all goo. So let me uh, keep talking for just a moment. Uh, give us the information about Wednesday night. Uh, and while you're doing that, I'm going to try something. Uh, give us the information for Wednesday night. Okay. And we'll be able to fix this issue. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's do Tuesday night first. Tomorrow night is in Westfield, New Jersey at uh, the Westfield Memorial Library at seven o'clock, that's free. And then on Wednesday night, I'm going to be at the Sidecar, Aaron, help me here, um, Sidebar in Hackensack. And Aaron has the address, she'll put it, she'll put it over there in the, uh, in the comments. Or you go to my website, which is www.denibonet.com. And all my gigs are on there, everything, all the information and everything. The whole world is on my website. <laughs> I think I, I was able to fix this. So we're able to do the drawing. Good. Uh, I realized what the problem was. So Drumroll, please. here we are. Oh, so wow. Are. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it. That's impressive. Uh, so yes, 
Aaron. Aaron, that makes it easy. That makes it easy. <laughs> I don't have to send it now. Sidebar Gastropub. There you go. Yes. Aaron. So, uh, Aaron, you can have whatever you want, Aaron. So you'll be seeing her on uh, Wednesday night anyway. So that makes it easy. Uh, Aaron. Just go into you. my bag and take it all out, whatever you want. Thank you. <laughs> so I am going to uh, remove this here. I am going to bring this up here. I'm going to say my closing remarks. Then I'm going to leave the screen. And Danny, you're going to have the final word tonight. It could be about anything that we talked about tonight that you want to build upon. Anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had. Or just any final word about anything you want to leave everyone. Don't worry about how to end it. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. I know I, I can speak for Danny when I say this. We don't take it lightly when you show up. Danny, Danny, can you bring Benny? <laughs> he was outside, so he may be a little muddy. This <laughs> is Gidget. Yes. Uh, so we're going to bring uh, uh, Benny in. So, yeah. This is Gidget as a rabbit. Yeah. So, here's Benny. So. Benny and we're, go, we're going for it, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're going for it. <laughs> and this is Danny. Hi, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. So we're anyway, I want to say to everybody, uh, thanks for being here tonight. Uh, I know you could have been anywhere else tonight, but you chose to be here. So thank you. Um, be your best this week. Uh, be your best in everything that you say and do uh, with what you post on social media, uh, with how you respond to the people that you come in contact with, uh, with everything that you say and do this week. Uh, it all it rests with you. When it comes to social media, remember there are three things. Like, comment, and share. Think about this. Is it going to elevate the people that will see it? Is it going to elevate the person that you're writing about? And is it going to elevate you? If it's going to do those three things, then share. If it's not doing any of those things, delete it. It doesn't need to go any further. We're all responsible for what we put out into the world. And it's up to us to be our best. Be the best. Let that be your mantra, your mantra as we go through the day and tomorrow. And keep the music flowing. Uh, Danny, all of her social media platforms will be on my YouTube channel. And speaking of the YouTube channel, uh, please, after tonight's show, leave a comment on YouTube. Let us know what you think of the show. Share this with your friends. Let other people know about Denny and her amazing music. And let's keep the music flowing because without music on this planet, it's a very dreary place. So that will uplift all of us. So, I always end every show, as all of you know, by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the fourth person that pops up and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. Because as my dear friend Sean Moniker always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through right now. But I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So I'm going to leave the screen, Danny, and it's all yours. And I hope 
that you'll come back sometime. I hope Thank you. Happen. And it's all yours. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Well, I just want to thank Richard so much for having me as his guest this evening. Um, I had a great time. I, I, I could hang out here all night, seriously. Um, but I just want to leave you with a, a message that um, I did a lot of streaming shows and um, over the pandemic because, unfortunately, I couldn't play out live. So I had to uh, do it right here in this setup. And um, I would always ask people to do a toast. And um, But before we do the toast, I want to once again do a shameless self-promotion for this new single, please. But the lyrics to the chorus are, why not you? Why not you? Why shouldn't you be the lucky one that it happens to? Something's got to turn out right. Somebody's dream has got to come true. Why not you? So I'll leave you with this. To all of us, to everyone around the world, and to each other. Thanks so much. I'm Denny Monet. Thank you, Richard Skipper. Take care.